there, and welcome to another edition of the 1% Better Podcast with your host, Rob O'Donoghue. Hey folks, so I hope you're listening to this in one piece after Ophelia battered Ireland uh, last week, last Monday. I know she did some serious damage. Uh, it is a hurricane after all, one that we haven't had anything like for 60 years. As I'm recording this, uh, we're still still getting a bit of a battering a smaller scale one from storm brian hopefully he'll pass through without causing too much damage and then we have just to look forward to hopefully just the usual darkness that comes uh, when the time changes for the next three or four months uh, but also that's good from a podcasting perspective lots of time to to sit in and listen to podcasts in those miserable dark nights over the the winter Okay, I'm trying to paint a more positive picture for the rest of this intro. But yeah, that's a blustery week over. In the same period, I had released Colin O'Brady's podcast, and that was and still is being received so, so well. Getting a lot of good feedback on Twitter, on the Facebook group, uh, and wherever I've put that out there. It is definitely hard to say top three of my podcast so far from the story from how it just flowed so well inspirational in lots of ways so i hope if you haven't heard that one already put it on your backlog and listen to it over the next while i would encourage you to do so top top guy colin and thanks again for doing it and it's a name that you'll probably hear a lot in the future next week's podcast before i talk about this one is with halloween coming tying to the theme of paranormal supernatural ghost story type stuff conspiracy theories looking forward to that one have that one recorded a while and the the guest has his own podcast uh which is very interesting a lot of followers from the us so looking forward to that one thing i just wanted to check with and put it out there so it is called the 1% Better Podcast, and I think people are getting some good stuff from it, if not nothing else, just from listening. I am wondering, are people actually taking some of the tips on board and trying to apply them in their day-to-day lives themselves? That all takes practice. The common theme that I hear through all the episodes is practice, practice, practice to get yourself to that next level to improve to to make that difference to become that one percent or whatever percentage better and i'm just wondering are folks actually taking that on board i know myself i can be guilty sometimes of just listening to a podcast and so many good things through it but i never sit down and actually reflect back and write those things down and set myself goals and objectives to to meet but when i do and make those positive changes so much so much good comes out of it so yeah just wondering please uh, let me know uh, get back in touch through through email twitter uh, facebook if there are certain specifics that you've improved upon that would be awesome i also released a blog last week uh kind of around my own personal journey so far on mindfulness it's on the site i'll link to that and i'll include it in the newsletter which i send out every monday to accompany the, the monday release if you haven't signed up to the newsletter yet please do so it's uh easily done by going onto the website it should pop up and if you've already exited the pop-up and it doesn't come up anymore just go onto the homepage there and it's a field that you can fill in to sign up okay so uh, this episode is with Michal Omahuna as I said in the Friday Five I was connected to Michal through Ada and Enright uh, down in Cork and Michal is the CEO and founder of the healthzoneshow.com it's also accessible on the healthzone.com and he is very much focused on the areas of authenticity, 
wellness, health, mental and physical. He teaches a program called the Artist's Way. And within that, there's a, an exercise or a, a method called Morning Pages, which you do on a daily basis and helps you get stuff out of your head and help you identify your creativity and your authentic self. So we had a really good conversation a couple of weeks back. I believe you will enjoy it. I believe that there's lots of good takeaways to gleam from it. And I think it's uh, one that will get a lot of good feedback. It ties into, again, meditation and mindfulness. Michal has his own podcast as well. And he's had some really good guests on that. Uh, High caliber folks that are deep in the world of meditation, wellness, mindfulness. So I would encourage you to, to check that out as well. Much more details in the show notes and lots of links to Michal's site, to him on uh, the socials to his TED Talk, which he did uh, earlier this year. I would love if you enjoyed the show, take that 30 seconds that I always ask for to like the the page or even if you're going through iTunes, which I think 70% of people that listen to podcasts go through the iTunes podcast app, take that few seconds to give me a rating one star to five stars whatever you think and leave a review and again i encourage that every week only because it is a way to increase listenership for the show and help others get exposure to the episodes it really helps with the ranking so yeah i know you probably think oh i must do that and never get around to doing it just take that 30 seconds to a minute to do so and i would really appreciate it and finally I'm kind of honing into 200 likes on the Facebook page, coming, pushing towards 1,000 followers on Twitter and 500 on Instagram. They're nice milestone numbers. It means that there's a, a broader reach as well. Once I get to those numbers, I'm going to run a, a, a prize for for within each of them, another raffle-type draw and send out a Rob of the Green or 1% Better merchandise that you can get to on the uh, on the website. You can check it out um, there, the 1% Better store. Appreciate you doing all that. And I shall stop talking now and hand it over to the podcast conversation with Michal Omahuna. Enjoy, folks, and have a wonderful week. Take it easy. In this episode, I have an in-studio guest, and it's uh, with Michal Omahuna. That's correct, Rob. Michal, thanks so much for coming to uh, to this little room that I call a studio. I appreciate it. So we got introduced, I guess, over over email with a, a mutual connection, Aidan Enright. So thanks to Aidan for helping get this one set up. He said that we probably have similar views and I should check out some of your, your radio shows and podcasts. So I, I went onto your website, thehealthzoneshow.com. Yeah. It's on there. And listened to a couple of the ones that I listened to, Shri Muji and Neil Donald Walsh. Is Welsh or Walsh? Walsh, yeah. Walsh. Really interesting. Totally up my alley so so great job on that how long how long is the the, the website and the podcast going been going now um well over three years yeah the, the radio actually started in ucc radio um yeah about so over three and a half years ago yeah. so it just started off as a really small radio show and it just kind of evolved from that and then i kind of left the radio station there probably the best part of two years ago and now it's all gone online now it's all on the website and it's on iTunes as well. Yeah, no, it's it's cool. Uh, we'll definitely give more plugs out towards towards the end. 
Um, but it, for me, it's great to be talking to somebody else that is from the area and also doing similar type stuff. I'm not going into the detail maybe that, that you do that we can chat about. Um, so we'll go through some questions, Mial, just to get a sense of, of you, I guess, from my learning as well as, as everybody else. I've started asking this question recently uh, to guests, just just interested to see what it brings up. What's your first or earliest memory? Earliest memory. That's, Ever. That's uh, an interesting question, Rob. Yeah. I'm catching you on the hop there. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I was looking at that. That question wasn't on my list of questions. Uh, <laughs> sorry, what, sorry. What kind of question? What, I wonder what kind of interview this is about. <laughs> this is the only, only uh, curveball for now. <laughs> yeah, on. exactly. My earliest memory, I would say, um, yeah, I think it would be, I remember when I was younger, I had a habit around a year and a half, two years of age, actually throwing clocks down the stairs. Okay. Um, but and I remember doing that because I liked the, the I don't know, for some strange reason it fascinated me hearing the clock fall down the stairs and whatever it did after that I really don't know but that's one of my earliest memories I was probably about a year and a half two years of age okay so I've asked that to a few guests recently and I'm just trying to see if there is any link to something that starts early that they kind of pursue further in life so maybe there's some link to to kind of clock time or something like that you, you don't want to uh, uh, link to maybe, time. maybe there is <laughs> maybe there's something about time i wanted to throw away time and forget about time yeah we make that link to it there anyway so Great. um growing up Michal, what were you interested in what areas were you kind of focused on as a, as a young lad and as a years? young lad um yeah I, I suppose i was interested in the normal things like teenagers would be going out socializing out with friends and the whole lot but i thought growing up i i wasn't that's interested in the traditional things Irish way learning in terms of sport like GA football and hurling and rugby you know I, I was more in, interested in the psychology and philosophy yeah. side of things I always knew that and I was always reading books around that and even like so-called health self-help books and that right. kind of stuff so I was really interested in that and even in the whole area of health as well it was like mm. I'd always you know just going back definitely in my teenage years I was always reading or trying to find out information around that and the whole lot you know okay yeah. do you remember i remember the first self-help book i guess that i've ever read it was i think it was feel the fear and do it anyway it wasn't that long ago any anyone stick out with the, you the one I, the one that i read i think it was one of the first ones was uh louise hayes one actually um you can heal your life okay i don't know if you remember louise hayes she actually died recently mm, it does ring a bell she's yeah she's the grandmother of personal development but she died at 90 years of age okay she's living over there in the states um and she started off the whole personal development movement probably well over 30 years ago at this stage but it was one of the first books that was introduced to me mm. and i found it a fascinating book it was really about empowering the individual that you can actually do it okay yeah no i definitely remember her name and uh i think maybe just something on the news lately as you said that she, she had passed away when did like health and psychology as well for me was growing growing up was always there I, I can't understand or really trace back why i had an interest in it as much like i i know i knew as i grew up values around hard work and stuff like that i know where they came came from but the the, the interest or in learning at psychology any idea where it might have come from for you i really don't know i think it was just an innate thing i was mm. always i suppose just kind of interested in what made people think what motivated people you know and how mm. come people certain people were one way in the world and other people weren't you know and mm. i think just for me personally i wanted to know how how i ticked as well and what motivated me yeah so yeah and like 
you know so if there's a reason why I suppose it just I suppose just a normal natural interest in it really Rob mm, fascination into it so once you went to college I know from listening to your TED talk and great job on that I thought it was excellent there was a, a, a turning point in your life I suppose around that maybe just before just to that turning point which you can maybe talk about and um, we'll certainly share the TED talk link as well how did you get to that point before things before you woke up that day and wanted to change what what were the kind of steps that brought you to there was it did you go to college was there you know did you lose your way from the idea of health and well-being somewhat I think I did Rob being honest with you um yeah because I, I went to college for four years and I, I studied uh, construction management and I went working in that area actually okay. before that I actually um I studied and trained to be a carpenter but and then I went on to construction management and um how you know I enjoyed it and the money was good and all of that but I didn't feel fulfilled in it you know I, was, mm. I always felt there was something missing mm-hmm. in that work it just wasn't me even though you know I was good at it and and whatnot and you know, from there, like I was, over, I was living over the states for for a few years, working in construction. Okay. And I came back to Ireland in my, I suppose, mid to late twenties, and I started working in the the whole sales game, really, mm-hmm. in in insurance and um, you know, supervising different people in insurance and sales and all that. Right. And even though I was like quite good at it, and it was very much people focused type of of a, of a role. Um, for me, yeah, even like I suppose, even though like I was achieving the targets and the whole lot, there was always something within me, you know, that it was missing. There was something missing there, really, for me, you know. Mm. As as you said in the TED talk, you woke up one morning and realized something had to change. It did, yeah, because I think I suppose I came to a stage where, for want of a better word, it was like burnout, really. Do you know, mm. you know, and it was burnout from. Working in a job for the best part of, this was well over three years, working probably 10, 12 hours a day and hitting the targets, hitting the sales and being like, you know, you know, one of the top sales guys in the company and, and all mm-hmm. that. And But it was, I suppose, from, to be, for me, my, my internal self was a complete loss. I was completely disconnected from my internal self. Mm. It was all about the external and I was like successful in inverted commas, mm. you know, as in I had the, the good job, well-paying, you know, mm. the house, the car, the girlfriend and all that side of things. Right. But within myself, I was a complete mess. Mm. You know, I didn't feel connected to myself. I I didn't feel any joy in what I was doing. And, mm. you know, you know, and that's what put in simple terms. I wasn't happy. You yeah. know, I wasn't happy. And, and for a long time, I was going through um, a period of denying that, you know, mm. completely like, well, pretending I'm, yeah, I am actually happy, but I wasn't really, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that, like the turning point came for me, you know, in in round that job, and you know, I was saying, right, just can't keep going on, like you know. And I, I woke up one morning and I said this in the TED talk, but and I felt like this, you know, this is this isn't me, like this just mm. isn't me. You know, and, and I think just get, like the penny dropped. It didn't drop fully, but it did drop around then. Mm. And that was that was going back in my late twenties. I think it was around twenty nine, thirty around then. Yeah. Okay. And your interest in psychology and wellness and all of that prior to that had that just gone by the wayside? Had you kind of lost touch with some of that? I was still interested. And I was still doing it, and and yeah. and prior to that, I'd done 
like courses and coaching and okay. um, NLP and all that. So I still had a, a very strong interest in that, mm. you know. Um, but I, I felt at the time I wasn't living for myself, you know. I was living very much based on the approval and the acceptance mm. and praise of the, the company and people around me and the whole lot. Mm. Whereas really in hindsight really what i was looking for is my own praise and my own approval my own acceptance yeah okay no i think uh, certainly lots of people can probably relate to that some people maybe catch it before it comes to a head or talk to certain people about what they can do or make changes or maybe not but for you it kind of came to a head and you decided then i need to do something different i did and like i did i took a bit of time out back then and then i, I actually went back into more jobs similar of a similar nature then i went on for about three or four years mm. um sales and marketing jobs and i still didn't feel fulfilled in those positions that you're going through the motions you know nine to five you know the usual and you get your paycheck or mm. whatever in the, in the, the week and i remember one of my last jobs um i was working in the whole area of recruitment and you know probably worked well for some they're suited to it and they enjoyed and the whole lot but for me my my heart just wasn't in it you know i was turning mm. up and it was like i was i was for for me personally i just felt i was dead i was in there from nine till five and i was just like just going through the motions but i wasn't didn't have any passion or enthusiasm mm. for what i was doing you know and yeah. you know to, to say i was um probably the most enthusiastic em- employee they ever had would be you know yeah wouldn't be far off it really you know do you find yourself getting kind of cynical and bitter with everything around you in those sort of scenarios I, I don't really but i think it's really for for me personally it's about me you know it's about my own personal journey finding what's right for me do you know mm. you know like so like there's jobs out there and there's probably people working the whole way of recruitment and they really love it and give it a massive passion for it, you know. Mm. But it just wasn't for me. That's And that's kind of my thing back, going back then, that I just wasn't listening to what I wanted to do, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. So how did you start then finding what you want to do? How did you start listening to that voice screaming inside maybe? Um. Yeah, that's what that voice screaming inside was, was screaming a long time, to be honest with you, Yeah, Rob. yeah, yeah. Um, um, I thought one of the key things for me, um, and I'm a big fan of it, is a thing called the artist way. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the tools in the artist way is a thing called the morning pages. What, which what actually is is a it's a stream of consciousness you write every morning for three pages, and what that is 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 a way to listen to your your inner voice, uh, your authentic voice, your creative voice, and mm-hmm. and uh, the artist way was first designed by a lady by the name of julia cameron about 30 years ago she was okay incidentally married to martin scorsese right um, we know the director guy yeah there. yeah and um and she designed this as a way to help to recover help people to recover who weren't being artistic or creative in their lives and getting back and back on track okay you know so I, I had been doing that on and off for for a few years up until the end of the recruitment job and so there was no massive realization for me, but I, what happened to me around that time was I was invited down to a two week holiday down to South Africa, mm-hmm. and I ended up going down there for the, the the two weeks. And my body kind of convinced me to convince myself to quit the job, so I ended up quitting mm. the job 
went off to India, which was kind of a, on the bucket list for a long time, mm-hmm. probably for was seven or eight years. I said, look, I'll go there for a month, see what happens, and sure can always head back to Ireland. Yeah. Things don't work out. And I ended up being down there for about the best part of six months and did right. various meditations, and I trained as a yoga teacher down there and, and all of that. And while I was there, I was still doing these morning pages every right. day, you know, and okay. there was lots of different insights and stuff coming up for me. Okay. And and when I came back from India, then there was a this strong, I know, inner voice. I would say was saying, "Mihal, you cannot go back to doing this now again. Doing the sales roles and stuff like that. You know, like yeah. they're they're not for you. It's not it's not the way oh. you, need, you need to create something different." Was that jumping out at the from the morning pages as well? It was from the morning pages, and and just my own mm. feeling was no, and I didn't really know what other way was at yeah, the time yeah, yeah. but yeah. I just knew well I can't go down this road anymore you right, know? and I right. said if I have to starve and I'm, I'm going to be homeless so right. be it I, I have to go on this road and just see where it takes me you know and that's how we kind of evolved really you know um, from from the writing side of things and the journalism and, and the interviews and, and all of that like you know it was just that that's what the, the thing was when I came from India one thing that I learned in India was their big capacity to, to come from the heart in their way of relating, which I feel in the West, um, I think we're missing a bit of that in the West, you know, from the point of view where a lot of us are actually in our heads about things, hmm. you know, and in India, like even though there's, I think there's, I don't know how many, is it one billion people or something like yeah, that living yeah. in India, but it's complete chaos, but it's complete sanity as well at the same time, you know, in the hmm. whole, everything just works. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, yeah. so it's, it's, it's a, it's, for me, it was a very much a, a life changing experience being down there hmm. and and seeing things in a different sort of way. Yeah. So you were there for that six month period. You mentioned yoga. Mm. Was yoga something you were doing beforehand, or I was. Okay. Yeah, I've been doing it for a number of years on and off. Like you know, you do classes or do might do little courses or whatever. And I always had had an interest in yoga. And when I was in in India, it was like the home for for yoga, hmm. really. Um, but that interest really started coming really strong for me because you, everywhere you go in India, there's tis yoga, this and yoga, that, and there's even like a minister for yoga yeah. down in India, India as well. And That's the a good job. And the prime minister down there, um, Modi, he's been there for the last three or four years, but he does yoga and meditation every day himself. So he's a big advocate yeah. for yoga as well. So I I started doing yoga a lot more intensively when I was down there and I could really see the benefits Hmm. And that's what kind of inspired me then to to do and train to be a yoga teacher when I was down there for the the month, yeah. And do they, like, interested in yoga and how it connects into meditation and whatnot, do they say yoga comes before meditation or is is it... It comes, yeah, it it was originally developed to, interesting enough, for men, for um, yoga, and it's it's, it's to help people to meditate. Sometimes... You know, it's quite can be quite hard just to sit and meditate. You know, mm. so what the yoga does is it helps the body to be able to sit. It helps to calm the mind, so it kind of prepares you to meditate. Really, right, 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 right. Cool. It's one thing I suppose I've done more meditation than yoga. It's definitely something I'd like to probably get more more into. When you came back, journalism then became a focus area for you. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So I came back, and I came back, and I was kind of considering my options. You know. Mm. Um, and even though I had a couple of work possibilities in the, on the table, and I was saying, right, look, I still have a few pound left in the bank, so look, I I could still probably keep myself afloat for for another little bit, you know. So yeah. I said, look, 
I'll bite the bullet, go back to college for a year, and I, I end up doing a master's in journal, journalism and new media in CIT. Okay. So it was it was great because it allowed me the space and the freedom to explore and develop different various skills, both in media and in journalism and and various other things as well. You know, so it, it gave me a kind of I suppose a different. Um, opportunity to, to to develop things as well, you know. Did that, do you think anything out of the morning pages and that emerging from that kind of directed you towards Definitely, that? Definitely, yeah. The, the, one of the strong things with the morning pages work, what kind of came up for me was was um, my desire to write and to express myself through writing, mm. and hence that's what kind of led me onto the journalism. You know, okay. it was just kind of that. It was like, yeah, all right, I want to develop something in writing or kind of develop my career in writing in that kind of way to express myself. And and that's kind of evolved into doing the journalism. I just saw you just was standing out and everything just, you know, the way things just happen easily. It just all happened within a week or two and I was had a place in, in the course and that was just, okay. there was no, you know, it wasn't like you just, you know, yeah, you're trying yeah. to make things happen, but it just all happened very Hmm. easily like yeah no massive planning or looking too no, far ahead no it wasn't it was just like, I just felt inspired to cool yeah timing worked as well yeah I know we talked before we went on air I think that the time we met about meditation and I mentioned this a 10 day you went on a silent 10 day meditation that's right Vipassana. I'd love to like I'm planning to do that whenever, mm. I, whenever I can get 10 days to, to get away Um, I'd love to know a little bit more about that if if you're okay to chat of about course. it or or what or, and what you got from it because I think I've talked to people about doing this and they just look at me like there's something wrong with you that you'd sit mm. quiet for ten days never mind ten minutes um but yeah it'd be great to just get an insight into that journey that you've done yeah I did it um a number of years ago I did it in Barcelona of all places and partly because of the weather you know yeah. so it'd be definitely a warmer climate than than Ireland in it yeah and. And the second reason at the time I was doing various different types of meditation, but I was looking for something a bit more intensive, you know, because you, you know you can go away and do a course one night a week, and you know it's kind of it's a bit like piecemeal, which is yeah. okay. But the, the ten day is very intensive, so you're you're basically meditating for best part I think about ten to twelve hours a day, mm. and a requirement before you go there is that. You have no access access to social media, no reading. When you're there, you have no eye contact with anyone, no talking with anyone. Wow. Um, you're get you're given your food and you're bored while you're there, and and then you know, like when you go through the ten days and after you do you complete the the program, you you basically give a donation then mm-hmm. on what you feel that the the whole course was actually worked for you, you know. Mm-hmm. But what the what the meditation is about is it's known as vipassana meditation, but mm-hmm. it's it's insight meditation. So what that is what that actually means is that you actually look within yourself mm-hmm. and you see and realize that you're the root cause of all your problems, yeah, of yeah. all your unhappiness. You know, okay. you know, and that's what that was the biggest realization for me when I did it. Mm. That wow, I'm actually the root cause of all of this. You know, and um, and, and one of the the key learnings for me with meditation was that like the all unhappiness is the result of comparisons so if you look at any area of your life whether it's your work or your financial situation your, your relationships and you say oh yeah and it's this is the problem but yeah. it's usually it isn't so much the problem it's our comparison 
about the problem if right. that makes sense yeah, you know? yeah, so yeah. we're comparing oh yeah that time was good and this time is bad and it's comparison so it's like you kind of get to the root mm. cause and that the root is actually within ourselves the root is that we're constantly judging comparing everything you yeah. know from our minds or within ourselves mm. so when you go to the root then you know you start experiencing peace and you start experiencing happiness mm. and nothing on the external changes so what happens in a lot of cases people try to change the external they'll change the partner they're with or change the job they're with or change whatever mm. thinking that this is going to make them happy but then you know in a lot of cases you actually end up back in the same situation again yeah sooner or later you know so it's, it's about really about getting into the root cause mm. of the unhappiness and changing it from there you know would you say you've a very busy mind because uh, you know, like for me, right, mm. I have a busy mind and my concern is when I do any meditation is to try and calm it down for short periods of time, like to get into that sort of 10 day sort of thing. Um, the busier your mind, would that have a an impact on how quickly you can acclimatize almost to the silence? Yeah, I think it's like everyone is different, you know, mm. and like the with the 10 days they facilitate people you know yeah because you know, you're not meditating straight for 10 hours you're, you're like you're meditating for maybe an hour or maybe two hours or whatever the case may be mm. so everyone's in a different process okay and oftentimes people come back then maybe for a refresher after a year and and all that side of things so it's it's um yeah i think it's really it's like the, you you start seeing it within yourself you know like you the fact that you start seeing oh yeah my mind is really busy you know but, yeah but really what this meditation is, it's about bringing you back into your body, mm. you know, and I know Eckhart Tolle, I know you're a fan of Eckhart Tolle, mm-hmm. but, but he's all about bringing it back into the body as well. Yeah. You know, because we're all, a lot of times we can be in our heads, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Yeah. and we're trying to work out our problems through our heads. Mm. But oftentimes, does it, when you come back to the present moment, then you realize there isn't really a problem here. You yeah, know? Yeah, 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 exactly. Did uh, did you find it when you came out of that for the 10 days, like the first hours and day, day or so to reacclimatize to the real hustle and bustle? Like anything stand out when you kind of step back into that? Yeah, it was really interesting actually when I left and I went to a train station afterwards <laughs> and it was like a bit of a before and after. And I remember I arrived at the train station before going to the meditation course. And then when I came back afterwards, it was like a completely new train station right but the train station hadn't changed at all yeah it's yeah, actually yeah. me i had changed yeah as a result of the course that i did mm. i started seeing it with a completely new set of eyes and yeah you start seeing from like, it, it, it or it lasted for a little bit of a while afterwards but you start yeah. seeing the world in a completely different way you know that was been my experience after doing that yeah. program you recommend it I would. Yeah. But, but not for the faint-hearted. And not for maybe somebody that's gone from never doing it before into a 10-day. You probably need to kind of build yourself up a little bit to it, would you? Um, Maybe. It depends. Yeah. Everyone is different. Yeah. But, you know, it it really depends. I, I think it's 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 about really when you feel it's right for you, you know. I mm. think that's, that's probably one of the main things, really, you know. You know, so it's, it's like if you feel compelled to do it. For, at the time, I felt very compelled to do it. Yeah. For some reason, it was just kind of kept popping up for me for about a month or two after or a month or two beforehand right and then i said right i must look into this a bit more now yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's how i end up doing it okay yeah it's kind of doing that a little bit for me mm. i had a guest on here a while back and she had done one in dundalk i think you can do one yeah in dundalk exactly yeah. You do, and yeah. uh just seems to be coming at me in a few different ways It'd be cool to do it Mir, what does um what's a typical day or week in in your life look like nowadays since you've 
taking your own path and I suppose found happiness and contentment in some ways yeah yeah I, I do definitely feel a lot more contented and happy in myself hmm. um in the, in the work that I'm doing um um yeah a typical week like it kind of goes and it's like you know it's very much you know part of my work is um delivering courses on the artist's way that's mm-hmm. one part the other part would be writing like at the moment i'm writing a book at the moment yeah. so it takes a bit of my time and i'll be writing different articles as well and i create different events as well mm. um so like just recently i finished um the cork autism conference there in the, in the silver springs in brilliant. cork yeah she was brilliant it was um over 500 people turned up for it and stuff like that so it was fantastic you know so that took up quite a lot of time about five months believe it or not leading up to that event right between the organizing and the planning and the whole lot as well and you know so you know for me it's there's no two days the same really you know but there's i suppose my weeks they're they're quite structured i time i block time i say all right i need to spend 10 hours a week now on the conference for next year right spend 10 hours on the book you know even looking at the interview side of things yeah. and, the, and the, the artist's way so so it's it's very varied you know um mm. and you know you're obviously you're meeting people through different things as well you know so it's yeah, yeah it's, it's very much i have to be very disciplined in what i'm doing as well that's probably one of the key things for me you know i, I you have to be Right, I'm going to be there now at half nine tomorrow morning, working away until half past five or, or whatever, like, you know, so, hmm. so, but yeah, it's, it's very much down to myself right. to make things happen as well, you know. That's a good freedom in it though as well, right? It's a great freedom, you know, and I, I suppose, like, there, it's great, you know, um, and I suppose the downside is you can have too much freedom as well, so you have to, you know, you have to keep, keep a check on yourself as well, and yeah, it's, yeah. you know, for me personally, you know, it's important to have goals and targets, mm-hmm. you know, even though you're, you're doing what you want to be doing, but yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you still need to have a certain direction in what you're doing as well, you know. Yeah, but probably nicer that you're setting those goals and targets than your, your boss working for, you know, for the sales company where you're yeah. trying to meet, at least you're driving yourself and you're on mm. your own, self-motivated in that respect. Exactly, yeah. Cool. You mentioned the guests that you interviewed in the health zone. Any one or two really stand out for you from all you've done so far? I would say uh, definitely Muji. Muji, yeah, I think mm. he was one of my favourite guests. I, I remember I interviewed him there, probably going back about two years ago, now this stage, and, you know, I spent a lot of time researching it and planning it and yeah. and all the rest, and all these questions made up, and yeah, yeah, yeah. this is brilliant now, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm all set. Yeah. And then... And we were actually doing, it was actually through Skype, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Um, the interview. And and it was a video as well, so he could see me and I could see him, but mm. it was recorded an audio. Yeah. And the minute I met him, I said, oh, I know none of these questions are going to work. Right. Do you know, it was just, this, cause this guy, uh, Muji, he just comes completely from his heart. He's yeah. completely in that being place. Yeah. So I said, well, I'll just have to forget about the question now and just come from my gut and my heart you know yeah, um, yeah, yeah but it was very profound for me personally you know right. it was very um um yeah he does a real strong strong presence even over skype you oh, could sense very it, like. very much very much you could really really feel it you know so it, it wasn't like yeah his words were amazing but it was more about how he was saying it or who he was being 
you know what he was saying was more impressive for me. Yeah, and he had he had gone spent a lot of time in India, didn't he? he was did. it was, was it Papaji? Papaji, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a very interesting story as well. Yeah, and his I think the one thing I remember from it, I think we talked about it, was when he was uh, working in in London and handing out little notes and nuggets right. of information, and that's how he really became well known. Wasn't he, he just it? kind of started because what happened was he was working as an art teacher in London. And then he packed it up and he went off to India to study with this guy, Papaji. And then he came back from India then and he said, well, I'm not going back to art teaching. Um, I'm just going to make little crafts and sell them on the street. And then he got the inspiration one day then to write little notes and just hand them out to people mm. on the street. There's like one sentences um, and they were so inspiring. More, more and more people started coming to him and coming to him. And before he knew it then, he was actually being asked to speak then. You know, so you all kind of evolved very organically for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's it was a great one, definitely. Uh, yeah. Recommend people to to listen. Any other ones jump out outside of that? Um, anyone else? Yeah, there's a lot. I would say Marion Williamson as well. Yeah, okay. she's 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 amazing. Just very um, a very powerful woman. You know, I don't know if you know much about Marion Williamson. Mm. She she wrote a book called A Return to Love, and okay. she'd be very much connected to A Course in Miracles as well. Right. Um, but another woman who's very much living from her heart mm. in, in how she's living her life and she's a very strong inspiration for women in, in the world actually yeah you know she's she's got some if you look at her some of her talks yeah, there yeah. and stuff like that she's just absolutely amazing actually do you see patterns emerge from the guests in a way like both of them you said yeah just struck by how, how they're living from the heart you know is, yeah. is there stuff coming out across the ones that you've not not all of them, but some maybe that stand out pattern wise. Yeah, I think there's definitely been a pattern with the guests I've I've interviewed, um, very much along the themes of authenticity and mm. like following your heart and you know trusting yourself and, and and all that sort of thing. So like there's definitely a, that running team mm. running through a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I can see that in in the guests I've interviewed, and I think that's something you're very passionate about being authentic as well. It is, yeah. So much you can kind of talk a little bit about how how you, I suppose, how you identify with authenticity and just discuss that whole area for you. Yeah, for me, um, I suppose it's the reason the reason I'm passionate about it because I was very much living a very inauthentic life for a long time in my life, mm. um, very much disconnected from myself and 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 not listening to myself and not trusting myself in my life yeah um so and hence i i can see the benefit in my life now and look it's still evolving you know about living an authentic life and you know people say oh what, what does it mean to live an authentic life but for me what what living an authentic life means is like you're true to your values mm. you know like what are your core values mm-hmm. you know and that, that whatever you're doing whether it's your work or your relationships or where you're living that they're in tune and in line with those values that you're living a congruent life you know so if if for example your when your values is freedom mm-hmm. you know um and you're in a job that doesn't give you much freedom mm-hmm. you know you're never you're never going to be fully happy mm. for as long as you're in, in that position you yeah. know so it's about finding out that well, what are your values and how can you create a life that that suits those values as well yeah the values question is one i ask nearly all the way through every episode some people have good approaches i have a few that i've learned through coaching mm. is there any technique you use to help others even identify what their core values are that's a good question um well i would say like i suppose 
you nearly know just from looking at your life really mm. i would think you know you know you know you like look at the way you time you spend mm. and the time you enjoy you know yeah. the time you enjoy you know so if if for example you spend a lot of time with people mm. with your friends and your family well obviously that's a core value mm. you know relationships is a core value yeah so you know that's an indication for you in your own life you know or if for example if creativity if if something creativity is something that makes you makes you feel alive makes you feel happy you know mm. that's well that, that must be one a strong value in your life you know yeah it's cool the guest i'm releasing on this weekend coming so it'll have been released by the time we put this one out he we talked about values and he was saying somebody had given him an idea of if you think of the five best days of your life or, mm. or five most important things that jump out what what are those what's con- common in those and and you can pull and early extract some values out of things like that just just a technique another idea i think it's a yeah a lot there's lots of ways but it's, it's a it's an interesting area you talk about wellness you're very focused on that the area of stress and, and management of stress is something i think you're well versed in or know how to to deal with is that something you um help others in in your coaching and in your courses it is yeah you know um like i was saying already that i facilitate a course course called the artist way which is a talking yep. course based on this book and for me in my own experience um i think there's a direct link and connection between authenticity and stress mm-hmm. you know you know there's there's a lot of people saying oh it was stress management and you know i get stress management then I'm saying if you're really living your authentic self and you're really living in, in a flow state in your life, being authentic hmm. and you're, and when you're like, when you're in that flow and authentic state, you're very much focused on the process of what you're doing rather than the outcome. And I believe myself that the stress is caused by us futurizing where we are. You know, we're imagining a negative outcome or whatever the case may be. And that's, we're not in this present moment. So when you're living from your authentic self yeah and and you're congruent with that you know the very little stress yeah. i i i'd be totally honest with you yeah. i haven't experienced very little stress the last three to four years very little stress in my life yeah yeah, yeah. you know and people say oh like that event was must have been really stressful but it yeah. wasn't yeah yeah, cause yeah i was and this is not being uh i'm a, I'm a great guy i'm not no, no. but it's just i i've been what i because I, I used to be very future orientated Mm. and target driven yeah in my sales jobs and 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 whatnot and like outcome based mm. and it was very much all about the outcome and then when i achieved the outcome or achieved the result then there's on to the next result and the next target you know yeah, yeah. and i found that a very stressful way to be living my life because i was never in the present moment in the hamster wheel like in the hamster wheel whereas when i started focusing on the process of what i was doing yeah i didn't feel a bit stressed yeah yeah no that's that's very true i'm just laughing at it because i think what something came into my mind there is i remember one day i can't remember when it was where i wasn't feeling under pressure in my job or whatever mm. and it was almost like fuck i don't there's there's a gap there where why am i not feeling stressed you know it's it's you mm. get to the point where you get so used to it it's almost like an empty guiltiness if you're not which is not mm. the right way to be at all but uh certainly got, got better at it but it's just um it's interesting how conditioned you are for for that and sometimes it's realizing that's okay you know it doesn't have to be there all the time so. and 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 like people ask or oh, stress but i said when the core feelings behind stress is fear mm-hmm. you know that's and, and we can ask isn't it? that's exactly it. And we're going to ask 
well where is that fear coming from do you know is that fear coming from ourselves or is it coming from outside you know and what's the fear about mm. and, and a lot of times it could be fear of what people think mm. or fear about you know well they say the fear behind every fear is death mm. you know so if mm. you start you know and there's actually a meditation by this guy um out in india i don't know if you heard him osho mm. does it actually, yeah. he does a meditation on death okay it could be quite it's quite liberating actually because when you realize that your your ultimate fear you know is death mm. but if you actually completely embrace death they say that you completely start living then as well yeah 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 osho was an interesting character as well yeah fear what is there anything you fear fear um yeah, I, there would be. I think for me, it would be so one of the fears that that kind of drives me is the fear of not, not two fears really. Fear of not realizing my potential in this world, okay. and the second fear would be not, uh, fear of not being seen for who I am. Okay. They'd be the two fears for me, and I think they're like they're they're somehow motivating me to do the work that I'm doing as well. Yeah. If anything, they're positive fears, I would say. You know what I mean? Yeah. You look at it saying like a fear to drive you to maximize your potential is a good yeah. fear if there's yeah. such a thing. Yeah. So so no, that that's cool. Consciousness is an area I'm getting more and more fascinated about and conscious awareness and Eckhart mm. is probably to blame for a lot of that. Like, what does that mean for you or is that an area you're you're connected to and and even as you're doing the artist way trying to get people to be aware of the now is there techniques or anything you can approach on that um yeah like awareness is key really for change i i believe myself that's been my experience in my life it's only through awareness that change happens because sometimes we try to make change happen we force it to happen and oh i'm gonna go out and do this and you know it's kind of there's a forcing element hmm Whereas if you just become completely aware of how we are, you know, you start, re- you, you, it's like, you know, you become aware or oh, that's my behavior or that's my feeling. And you, you stop, when you, like with awareness, you stop ad- identifying with mm. the behavior or stop identifying with the, the emotion or, or with the thought or whatever the case may be. So it's really true awareness and, and a, a great book that I've read and I'd be a big fan of it as well is Awareness by Anthony DeMello. Okay. Fantastic book. He's he's long dead now at this stage. Um but it it's the awareness is the key, you know, and people say, Oh well what's awareness? Well it's really awareness is about really observing yourself, mm. becoming conscious of yourself, you know, and it's only through through that that you start becoming, Oh, I'm doing that again or you know, and it's you're not reacting. Mm. You know, often as we can get into the reactive state of this thing is happening, that thing is happening, and then you, you kind of give your power away. Mm. you know but when you come back to the awareness and i think one of the fantastic tools i've found myself you know outside of meditation has been these morning pages has mm. been an amazing tool to create awareness in my life you know and and i really kind of get insights oh that's interesting and mm. you know it's just that it's it's like you're becoming curious of yourself you know right you know you're saying oh yeah that's interesting i'm, I'm doing that again i'm doing yeah. that again the process of writing those, and it, do you kind of keep it at three pages? Three pages, yeah, three pages, <laughs> and no, no, you, nothing more, nothing less. You stay in the lines of the paper and try, exactly, not to kind of yeah. scribble too big, like. But yeah. is it is it free associating? Like, is it is is there? Are you forming? Is there rules behind it? I guess are no you, rules, no rules. There's zero rules. You just write okay. whatever comes up for you, and it could be uh, complete scribble, it like. can be complete scribble, complete rubbish. You might write the same sentence 
10 times over yeah, yeah. and so be it right. you know, it doesn't really matter it really doesn't it's it's there's no good or bad or right or wrong with the, with the pages but it's just giving you that space to half an hour for you just to vent or to whatever mm. you need to do on that page and there's a great i think it's very um therapeutic as well to you know to have that little bit of space for ourselves as well and there's a like meditation practice that you kind of need to do it every day to get the real benefits out of it that's been my experience i i've been doing it like solid i say for the last four years you know mm. up until then before then i was doing kind of on and off for about three years yeah but i've really been finding immense benefit mm. in it you know just as a way to really listen and trust myself yeah it is like journaling is something that has become popular as well it's a form yeah. of that effectively i suppose but you're dedicated to doing it in the morning you're dedicated and like i was actually at a workshop with julia cameron the lady who wrote the book there about so about four months ago at this day okay. in london she did a two-day workshop she's about 69 cool. now right she's an amazing lady and she's she recommends doing the morning pages within 40 minutes of waking up because that's the time when you wake up in the morning your sensor doesn't come in, you know, yeah. your your voice, you know, your critical voice starts coming yeah, in. Yeah, oh, you yeah. can't be doing this, you can't do that. Yeah. It's like you're a lot more open to things yeah, yeah. in that space in the morning. So it's like, you're, like, it's like the truer self mm. comes out in the page. Jeez, my, my voice comes into me by the time I get into the shower. Yeah, not, yeah, not, yeah, not, yeah. So maybe don't even get out of bed. So <laughs> can't write in the shower, I have to get a waterproof yeah. paper. But uh, no, the morning page is really, really interesting. Talking a bit about your, I want to get into a few kind of just quick fire ones in a minute or so but you mentioned the book uh, i don't know how much you can share about about that or, or base, yeah yeah it's, it's still work in progress yeah being honest with you I'm, I'm on to the second draft at the moment okay you know and it's very much a combination of um touching with some of the interviews i've done mm-hmm. as well as um, my own life journey as well cool you know so it's and it's touching into different couple of different areas like, like relationships about authenticity yeah um these type of things and it's just like the win- the insights and the wisdom that i've got from the various interviews as well as blending in my own situation with that as well as you said discipline is key with with mm. writing a book i agree i think so i read something recently writing a book is resiliency at its best to it just is, keep yeah. at, it, at, it, at it like yeah, yeah. i agree with you 100 percent. yeah that's that is the key really yeah how I was just interesting on your approach to doing it you know not having done it written a book before is there stuff that you research to how to put it together or are you just going pretty free form with um well i did i didn't really i suppose just from looking reading other books really i think yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's a great source yeah um but, um but yeah for me personally i i've the first draft done and i'm into the halfway through the second draft um but yeah it's just there's no yeah there's no real structure really you know it's it's um it's, it's really as my intention behind it is to offer something to people that they could read that would be something that would would help them or mm. inspire them you know in sure. their lives yeah yeah and i'm sure it's probably helping you as well it is document yeah. your own journey and get it out sometimes out of your head as well that's as exactly it yeah very good other goals or ambitions or uh, programs or events coming up for you that you're kind of excited about yeah well i'm doing an event but it probably won't probably be, i don't know when this interview comes out um but i'm doing in, um, an event with dr tony humphreys there now in dublin okay on sunday week as well right um so that's that's going ahead so it's happening in the star hotel 
but he would be very much he'd be giving a presentation there'd be an interview i'd be interviewing him at the event as well and it'd be kind of like a q a kind of a scenario as well but actually all on the area of relationships the the name of the event is called the lure of the relationship right which would be quite uh, quite interesting okay cool good luck best of luck thanks very much with that one um so we'll just go through a few questions i just want to get more insight into into you and mm. some of your habits and routines the morning pages obviously is a big thing in the morning what yeah. else do you do in the morning when you get up in a, in a routine do you have a do you get up at a specific time is there a routine that you follow yeah normally i get up sometimes between seven and a half seven that's most mornings Maybe bar the weekends I might have a sleep in there on a Sunday, right? Cause, you yeah, know, you're allowed. You're allowed one sleeping in the in the weekend, I think. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I when I wake up, I do the morning pages, and normally what follows on from that then is I do sun salutations, which is yoga mm-hmm. for about ten ten fifteen minutes, and then generally then I might do about a ten minutes meditation then after that. So that's normally my routine most mornings, you know. Mm meditating now when you do those 10 do you do it is it a, is it following your breath is it is it like any specific technique of a passana or eyes closed eyes shut just I, I keep my eyes closed yeah mm. and it's really just about just coming back to my own awareness really and just yeah i like focused on the breath but it's really about just coming back to now and just becoming aware oh yeah my mind is busy this morning or mm. oh my breathing just coming back to the room mm. and, and just yeah, that's that's it really like. You're probably gone well beyond giving yourself a hard time if you feel you're not getting something from that 10-minute session because that's yeah. kind of a common complaint I hear with people early it on. It is, yeah, and it's interesting because yeah, I, I, like the the key with I, for me personally with meditation is 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 awareness really, just that even just 10 minutes of awareness. Mm. You know, even if you are judging yourself and you're giving yourself a hard time, you become, oh, yeah, that's interesting. I just become aware of it. Okay, yeah, cool. Bad habits and good habits, do you say you have? I would say probably the morning page of meditation are good ones. Do you have any yeah. bad habits or habits that you'd like to change? Change? Um, yeah, one thing would be social media. You know, as a part of the job that I do, mm. I do do a lot of work on social media. And ideally, I would like to spend less time on in front of a screen, mm. you know, and 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 looking at ways to kind of get around that. So that's probably one habit, right? You know, does for nature, the, the events and the interviews and various other things, you there's a lot of screen work with it, you know, between yeah. the administration side of things as well as you're responding to emails and you're promoting stuff and all of that. So that's, it's probably one habit, all right, that I would like to switch off more from, from social media, yeah. Yeah. Would, yeah. Difficult though when you're in this world of self-promoting and yeah. putting out shows and you have to... Um, unless you can somehow hire somebody to do it, which that, well, that, is, that, that yeah, would be the ideal situation. If you could get someone in there that would do it all for me, yeah, perfect. No, that's a tough one. No, that's that's fair. The idea of flow or, or being in that moment, mm. what gets you there? Is there anything? Is it your work? Is there? Is there certain things that when you feel like you're in in the right place, the right time, sort of thing? That's a, a, yeah, an interesting question. Um. Yeah, I, I, I like like last night. You now, for example, like I was facilitating the artist's way, and what gets me there? Just nothing really gets me there, but just, I felt really present, you know. And I think that's mm. one of the keys for me is how present am I with the situation? Do I want to be somewhere else, mm. or just where I really, really want to be? And and I can safely say this: 
even like last night or every night I've done this, this one thing that I feel I'm so engaged and so present. I feel really present when I'm there. Mm. And it's something that I don't think you can make happen. Do you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. That's just my personal experience. It just kind of happens. Do you almost see, almost feel like you're observing yourself in those sort of scenarios or do you just feel just so connected with everything around you? Um, I just feel connected. Yeah, I just feel, I suppose that would be the word. I feel connected to myself in that Hmm. in that space hmm. yeah and it's probably the energy like is there in the class again i'm just kind of talking out loud wondering is it that everybody else is kind of connected with each other in it or is there sharing going on there, or there it... yeah there would be sharing you know and, okay. and people are sharing their own personal journeys and and whatnot in in terms of the journey they would be on to recover their creativity and, and all of that you know and it's it's very authentic you know and uh, hmm. It's um because oftentimes in life you know we can be meeting people but you're not communicating it at an in an authentic level or in an authentic way you know so I think there's something really beautiful about really connecting with someone in an authentic way and they're allowing you know you're allowing yourself to be seen and they're allowing themselves to be seen as well. Hmm. How do you make decisions? Or uh, someone I always again ask: Is there hard decisions that ever stand out or? How quickly do you come to a decision on, on a decision? As I'm, I'm actually a very quick decision maker, you know, okay. and it's very much about my gut. Okay. Do you know, it's my, well, like, even like last year, no, it was the first year of the Cork Autism Conference and we did it in about five, six weeks. Mm. But it was just like, it was, you know, I woke up one morning, I was doing the morning pages and it just came really strong through me to right. create this event. Okay. And, um, and it just felt really the right thing to do. Do you right. know? I can't. It's just. It's more on a gut level. It's a, a rational level. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. More a, on a gut level. Yeah. No, that's good. Like the longer you procrastinate on decisions, the harder they become. Right. So yeah. just being able to make that rapid fire and trust your gut is, is key. And, and even the interesting thing about it is like even when you're procrastinating, you're still making a decision. Mm. Your decision is making not decision, to make not, dis- you're making decision, but not making a decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it takes more energy ultimately. It does, you know, yeah. and sometimes it's a timing thing as well. Yeah. No, that's that's cool. You mentioned success earlier on. Um, what what would you define success as? And uh, I suppose then follow on. Do you feel you're being successful at the moment? I feel I am. Yes, in my own way, you know. Um, yeah, because I feel that I'm being true to myself, you know, most of the time in what I'm doing, mm. you know, and I that's for, for me, it's it's my measure of success. Um, I feel my my measure of success has definitely changed very much in the last four to five years. You know, it's it's a lot less, very much less about the external, but it's, it's a lot more about the internal, you know, and 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 it's really about valuing that that. Um, the internal success if that makes sense yeah no no totally does any advice that you've been given during the years that sticks with you that uh you've handed on pass forward pass back yeah i I think definitely i think a quote from anti demello there i mentioned him there earlier Mm -hmm. but and it's a quotation i've often said it to different people and it's a quote that keeps coming up for me, but he said that if you live your life based on the approval, the acceptance, the praise and popularity of other people, you're destined for misery. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's, it was just like, it just kind of hits you in between the eyes, you know? Mm. And yeah. 
And his book is Awareness. Is Awareness, that, yeah. yeah it's, one, it's a fantastic book. Definitely going to get that one. Um, who do you think is the, the best in the world at what you do or, or the areas you're kind of focused in that I suppose you'd admire and, and see as an influence? An influence? Um, who would I see um, in the work that I do? Um, yeah, I suppose, does well, you man... That guy, um, he I, can't, I forget forget what his name is now, but um, he's a guy with Mind Valley. Have you heard of Mind Valley? Mind Valley, um, they're a big company, and I think there's about two or three hundred employees. They're okay. based they're based in Asia, right? And he's interviewed a lot of different people. And he organizes different various events, hmm. and um, he's got a big, massive online platform as well, right? In terms of ways of helping people from a personal development perspective okay. as well, like so he's. He's quite inspiring, very inspiring in regard to the work that he does. Mm. When you look at, you know, there's, if you look at LinkedIn or Twitter or any of this, there's constant sesh seminars and there's so there's an explosion of positivity out there and mm. people self help. And do you feel that everybody is? Do you see? Can you see? I suppose distinguish between the ones that are genuine and the ones that maybe are just in it to try and jump on the bandwagon. Would you ever notice that, or do you get a sense of of that? I don't really. No. I mean, you know, like for me, I, I my thing is, you know, like I go to different events. You know, I went to Eckhart Tolle. I think I yeah, was yeah. there about Would three weeks ago, that, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and it's very much uh, an inspired decision for me. You know, yeah. you know, because I can just. The more people are doing this, the better. Yeah, you know, because the greater we're all in sure. it together, really. You yeah. know, and I think you can't have too little of it. You know, and I think it's fantastic. There's more and more of the stuff happening, and people are are getting on the bandwagon. You know, and as what the most important thing I I believe myself is, you know, what's your intention for doing it? You know, you know, mm. and I, I I think that's a very it's a thing that I keep coming back to myself. Well, what's my intention or purpose? Yeah, in creating this event or creating this course or doing yeah. this interview or whatever what's the intention yeah, yeah. you know or the purpose behind doing it you know and it's it's just important thing because like money isn't my motivator obviously look we do need money to survive sure. in the world you know but i think that's a byproduct when you offer something that people are interested in yeah in attending or whatever you know yeah no definitely i think it and then when you have your purpose and you're doing you're doing it for the right reasons it feels good it, it you know it it's satisfying it's fulfilling for yourself and that's very important as well that's as exactly it yeah you know and, and then things everything kind of comes into that then you know it's like you know when you create a business you're creating your vision and your mission you know and everything yeah. else kind of ties in with that then sure yeah you need structure i suppose like in your world you said talked about goals you talked about setting yourself targets mm. do you see there's a lot of structure in in what you do in in how you approach all of that there is, yeah, and I'm getting, even getting into that at the moment, you know, like there is, you know, I can see that there is, even in regard to doing the events, like there is a certain system in doing that, you know, mm. you know, you know, when I started up, starting off first, it was very much, very ad hoc, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, you're kind of seeing, well, you know, you do do X, Y, and Z, yeah. and you'll get this result, sure, you know, so th there's, there's definitely structure, you know, there, because it, it helps you as an individual when you're doing things as well, mm. you know, and you can still achieve the the same outcome, even with a better outcome as well, you know, yeah. or having things all over the shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit of project management going on in there, like that's definitely. Uh, 
from my background that kind of stands out all right you've done a ted talk and i said we'll put mm. the link up is there any ted talk that stands out for you that uh maybe inspired you to do it or, or, or that means something to you yeah i i really there's two two talks that i really loved actually was one um is that guy sir ken you know sir ken i think he's, he's Livingston yes it, he did about education or something education one of the first two yeah really yeah. inspiring actually it's fantastic TED talk very good it's brilliant and the other one then is um, by Brené Brown The Power of Vulnerability oh yes yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. She, she's brilliant she wrote a fantastic or she did a fantastic TED talk on that but she very much spoke about her own journey mm. you know she, she was um, living a very inauthentic life and was afraid to be herself in the whole lot and then she just she found great power in just being herself in the world brilliant last one and just on the TED talk must have been a lot of um, practice a lot of preparing for that how did you approach that was it something you took a a lot of effort into I did well I spent a bit of time with it alright I'll be honest with you you because people were I kind of turned up and I didn't have any notes or anything right so I prepared it alright and I like what I did was I learned to start and learned to end, and then mm. I just you know in between then the, in the middle sections then I just yeah. had the key notes or key points then okay. to kind of ab lib yeah, for those yeah, yeah. pieces there you know. Um, but yeah, I I used the book. Um, he's the guy who kind of was over TED Talks there for a long time. He wrote a book on TED Talks. Right, if you know that book. It's not that talk like TED one, is it? No, it's a different. No, one. it's different. It's actually a different one. I think okay. it's a different one. Um. Yeah, so I, I got a couple of key pieces out of that as well, you know. Okay. So I think it definitely helped me. But I think preparation is the, is the key, you know. You know, yeah. people say, "Oh, that was a that was a really interesting talk you did," you know. But I think you have to prepare. It's sure, really, it's really important. Absolutely, and and again, when it's your authentic story, yeah, you, you know it better than anyone. So, mm. but it's still to deliver it, I guess, is is practice. Yeah, like, it's yeah. it's how you know you still have to. I believe in myself. No matter what you're creating, you know, you know, or you know, whether it's a, an interview or a story or a talk or whatever, you it's very important to have, like I think you mentioned there already, having a structure and how how it's going to be engaging for people listening to it as well is quite important. Yeah, cool, Michal. We've gone over the hour. Time went by very quickly. Uh, I think we we can we can pretty much wrap it up there. Before we do. I'd like maybe just to give a shout out again about your your website, what you do in the artist way, how people can get in touch with you. Yeah, it'd be great to 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 give that out. Perfect. Thanks. Thanks very much, Rob. Yeah, you can you can log on to the the website name, and if you want to listen to any of the podcasts or interviews I've done, is thehealthzones.com. So it's thehealthzones.com. And then if you want to personally email me for anything, my email address is tune in at thehealthzoneshow.com. That's tune in at thehealthzoneshow.com. And just in regard to the artist's way side of things there, like, um, at, mo- at the moment we're kind of halfway between during the course, but it looks like I'll be starting uh, maybe one or two more there now in the new year again. So if people are interested, you can email me and I can put you on the mailing list and, and, and keep you in the loop as well. Brilliant. I'll definitely include those in the, in the show notes, the links for, for all of that. Mila, it's been great to chat to you. Thanks so much for taking the time. As I said, it's great to get somebody in the same world in some ways. Uh, you're probably more further down it than, than I am and more detailed in lots of ways uh, in here to talk about it. And I'm looking forward to putting it out there. Thanks. Thank, thanks so much, Rob, for the opportunity. Yeah, have a good one. Cheers, Mila. Cheers, Rob. Bye-bye. Good luck. 
just before you go two minutes so number one the newsletter i'd love if you signed up i have over a thousand signups you'll get a note just before an episode is released every week and if you don't like it just unsubscribe it's on the site click on the homepage, and you can sign up from there number two the podcast is growing listeners are going up and up and i'd like to continue to do so so would you be interested in supporting what i do no obligations but i've set up a patreon page which uh, is something a lot of podcasters are doing and other artists i say loosely and you can support it by donating for per an episode or or just in general that would help me improve marketing improve everything i guess i'm doing and try and maybe even get to the point where i can get a guest or two on and pay them for their time so that would be great if you think there's some value in listening to the show maybe you'd like to instead of buying that seventh cup of coffee during the week you could donate the two or three euros to the show totally up to yourself if you've got richer by the one percent better podcast maybe you could donate and help it grow and how do you do so you just go to the support page on the website click on support you'll see the patreon image click there and it's pretty straightforward after that okay that's that what is your story what are you getting from the show if anything send me a note email me about that i would love to read out your story be it anonymous or whatever if you want your name read out and uh, that'll hopefully help others get something from it as well so that's really the the value the show is bringing you can get in touch through email it's at rob at rob of the green twitter facebook instagram at rob of the green i'm on linkedin under my own rob o'donoghue name persistence is key with this in the last few weeks i have increased numbers and that's just through marketing through pushing things a little bit more i'm going to keep doing that and get it out there more people are hearing it i'm gone over two minutes i know that if you have any ideas for guests that you'd like me to interview i'm all ears get in touch and finally thank you so much for listening and telling people about it and liking it and sharing it it's so nice to get a an email from somebody i don't know and they tell me that they've got something from the show makes it all worthwhile i'm going to keep doing it i'm enjoying it and i'm going to say good luck thank you bye